the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of the staff, management, or ownership of this station. The following program is sponsored by Max Out Savings Advisors. The views expressed during the broadcast are solely for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily express the views of KNTH, its management, Max Out Savings Advisors, or its sponsors. Max Out Savings Advisors and members of the Max Out Savings team may or may not hold securities mentioned during the show. Plan for your prosperity. Prepare for your retirement. Safeguard your savings. And nurture your investments. This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioka. Good morning. Good morning and welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka. We're talking safe investment. Your retirement is always here on the Max Out Savings Show. We're all about saving money and building up wealth. That's the key to, 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 save, to, to, save, to building up wealth is to save money. You save aggressively and invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth over the long term. And we've got a lot to talk about on the show today. Uh, we'll be discussing where, where, it, where, uh, where the economy is going, where the, where, you know, what's with the market, what's with inflation, uh, where, where do we go from here. But by the way, can, 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 you, uh, uh, can you hear me on this mic? I, I, I'm not getting good feedback on that. Yes, Is that a yes? Oh, perfect. Okay, good. All right. Uh, the... Uh, so anyway, so so as I said, our, our motto and philosophy is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth over the long term. I mean, and, and we we talk so much about this over time. Started the show, uh, wow, uh, a long time ago, over 15 years ago, and really going uh, going over this. Uh, the savings rate at the time was was uh, it was under. Uh, I was uh, close to zero when we first started out, and, and, and it since has risen. It's dropping back down. Uh, I think I actually had some some slides in here somewhere of the savings rate, but it, it, it's been dropping here recently. Dropped around four, I think four, four point five, four point six percent from under five recently, as people are still starting to pull down their savings. But 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 people overall have have done pretty well, and they're saving money. They get it. They understand the world. Uh, we, you know, we, we've had the market uh, this last at the end of last week was down about twenty percent. I think on Thursday of last week in the S and P five hundred, the Nasdaq was down over thirty percent. Uh, over sixty percent of the stocks were down fifty percent. So it's been a disastrous start of the new year. Really, the worst since the nineteen thirties. Was the only time you had to go back something. We li- it's a much tougher world. We li- we live in an eight and a half percent inflationary world. Uh, we, we we live with rising interest rates. Uh, the, uh, the the ten years up over a hundred percent in the last six months or so. Uh, we, we we have we have a war with Russia, uh, and uh, we we you know we, we basically we have food shortages, we have energy shortages, we have supply chain shortages, we have a breakdown in, in government. I mean, clearly uh, the Biden administration is is, in, is basically in a state of catastrophic freefall. Uh, the question, you know, the biggest debate out there is, 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 is he completely incompetent or is this a deliberate plan to destroy the United States? And a disturbing, increasingly large number of people genuinely believe that, that Joe Biden is out to destroy the United States, you know, possibly to create a, you know, a pathway for the Davos crowd, the global economic forum to, to you know, to, be, to begin world leadership. I mean, I, I don't know about that. Uh, I do know that Davos was, was in... Uh, Switzerland this week in meeting and Davos is it's it's the global economic forum it's their annual confab where the elites of the world they get to meet and 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 and, and plan strategy and and centrally plan the world and uh, 
you know, and they're like, look, the communists can do it because they weren't smart enough, but we're the elite class. We're special. We all went to Harvard University, and uh, and so we're going to lead the world. And, you know, I, you know we, we've heard a lot of people through time, you know, through time immortal, actually, uh, with that same philosophy, and it all it tends to end badly. But, 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 but a couple thoughts. I mean, if, if you look at them, uh, they, they clearly have a plan for this new world order, this new global order, and, and clearly it doesn't – it's not in sync with the United States of America or the people of the United States of America. You know, they, they use the idea of, of climate change as a national emergency, so we all have to enact – we have to uh, get rid of fossil fuels. So they came up with a plan two years ago to defund energy. They did that. And then we have an energy shortage, and people are paying record sky, Scott, record high prices for diesel fuel and gasoline, a huge burden on the American people. They, they basically took a small regional war with Joe Biden and saw this was their opportunity to get rid of Vladimir Putin, who's not really on, on board with the new world order. And they've created a global food crisis of historic proportions. I mean, some, some of, the, some of the, the, the things we're hearing are absolutely catastrophic. As far as uh, as where things are going in, in, in with the food, I mean, as we've talked on this show for for months now, really we we, we laid out the case just to pull up some quick numbers here. As I flip through my notebook, uh, looking back, uh, let's see here, the the, the food the, the food production it it came out to be you know. This is why you should write everything down ahead of time and stick to what we're talking. But but the food levels uh, here it is for corn. For corn, it, it worked out to be about fifteen uh, percent of the world's corn, about twenty five percent of the world's barley, about nineteen percent of the world's wheat, eighteen uh, percent uh, of the sunflower oil in the world comes to the Ukraine or Russia. As we talked about this, 40% of the potash comes from Ukraine, Russia, or Belarus. That, that, that's, Russia's the number one exporter of nitrogen. Those are fertilizers to grow the other stuff. So it's led to a catastrophic food shortage. So, so the, the, this, you know, the, 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 these global economic from these elitists, they're making one bad and stupid decision after another. And, uh, you know, if people are starting to turn against him, Elon Musk made the comment, you know, and he actually spoke an absolute heresy with, with the World Economic Forum, which is population, uh, a, a declining population is going to be our problem because the birth rate is dropping around the world. And if you look Bill Gates, Bill Gates has said, no, the biggest problem in the world. And what they won't tell you at the World Economic Forum is they're really for big-time population. They want to depopulate the planet to save the planet. That, that's the one thing they won't talk about. But, but it's interesting. So, so Bill Gates, it, it got into a big Twitter, Twitter war. Now it's coming out that Bill Gates is, is, is supposedly short over a billion dollars worth of Tesla stock to try to take down Elon Musk. It, but there's other people who are starting to stand up to the Global Economic Forum, to this Davos crowd that, 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 that's just had one bad idea after another. They were the ones, the, the new world order, we're going to get do business with China, we're going to move all our factories to China. That's ended, ended in a complete disaster. Uh, and, and, and so they've really shown, been shown to, you know, the defund the energy was just a catastrophic, uh, you know, Larry Fink led that. He's one of the big Davos devotees. You know, he, he went around and told all the banks they had to defund the oil and gas sector. Look where it got us. I mean, these people are disaster. And so people are turning against this group of people out there. Look, I mean, I, I, what really worries me about the Davos crowd is the world economic. I think in the end they're going to turn on the Christians. And that's why I don't trust them. I don't like them. I don't want to do anything. I, you know, to me, I, I, this is eventually going to come into a religious war, and, and uh, because I, I, I just don't, I, I don't think they believe in God in any shape, form, or fashion, with the exception of Klaus Schwab is the new God, and, and I think that's where it's going to come. Now, I'm not going to say anything more on the subject, but 
But but this week again just showed you, you know that they're you know everything was going badly for him in Davos. Uh, one of the more interesting things is Henry Kissinger came out. There was two two groups there. George Soros, who's a big open society Davos global economic forum rule the world type of guy. You know, another he if there's one person that's he's create he is a one person crime wave. He's done more to create crime and death and destruction in the United States than any person, which is really fascinating. By the way, why don't you go back and talk to some of those people uh, in those concentration camps in Hungary, Jewish people, ask them what they really think of George Soros. I think you'll get some pretty interesting answers. Uh, the, and, but, uh, you know, so here he is again. He, he's saying that we have to take out Vladimir Putin. And, uh, you know, he's, he's, a, he's a, it, it, it's against authoritarianism versus, quote, democracy, which is truly astonishing with these people. But, but, Looking out, but another person came up, which was, and we have looked since the war started in Ukraine. We've been saying that this is this is a problem uh, that that it's going to be out there, and uh, that we looked at the at the sanctions that he put on, that Joe put Biden put on, and and what he what they were was is they were catastrophic for oil and gas product for for, for energy and food, and, and, and they were going to hurt the dollar long term. Because what he said is, look, we're confiscating all of Russia's foreign exchange reserves. No one's going to get to do business with Russia. We're cutting off oil. We want to cut off oil and gas. We want to cut off all exports, including food from Russia. And we, we, we repeated those numbers. This is going to be a disaster. No one is, you know, this is going to lead to a food shortage. We said this two months ago. We said, look, no one's going to trust our central bank at the minute we get into a proxy war. And it, I mean, quite frankly, you can't even call this a proxy war. The U.S. is basically engaged in regime change. And, and, uh, but, but no one is going to trust us in the future to keep their assets in the central banks, because if if they could get confiscated, and so this is what this is going to lead to a global food shortage. I mean, there are talk that millions of people could starve to death, and I don't think it's worth millions of people dying because because Vladimir Putin's a bad guy, which he is. There's a lot of bad guys in the world, but uh, it, it's I, I, there's a certain price that that we should pay to get rid of them. And 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 and, and, and Joe Biden went all in like a gambler on this one. And, and, but interesting thing is that – and so we had a, uh, a $44 billion prog- uh, uh, spending program to try to, you know, to, 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 to fund up Ukraine's war. We said, look, we're going to back Ukraine, whatever you need. I mean, I'm, I'm just waiting for them to give them nuclear weapons. Uh, you think I'm – you know, my own personal opinion, if this doesn't stop, it's going to lead to some type of nuclear event. And this is what we – and I felt like this from the beginning. And uh, – but 10, 10, 10 U.S. Uh, 10 Texas congressmen voted against that here in Texas. But but more importantly, Henry Kissinger came out and 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 uh, 99 years old, so he did a video call with him, and he came out and said, "Look, it wasn't worth." It, it, he, he felt there was a real danger in, in doing this whole thing with with the uh, with, with 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 Russia. He, what he said was is that. So let's take a quick break. We're coming up right up against a break, and I'm going to expand upon that. But Henry Kissinger came and said, look, there's another way to do this. We really need to have peace, and I'm going to explain why after this quick break in the Maxwell. And why that is important to the global economy, why it's important to retirement. We'll be right back after this quick break right here on the Maxwell Savings Show. Out Saving Show with Ted Gioka is taking your calls now at 713-339-1070. Ted Gioka will return after these messages. 
Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of the morning show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos that companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message, we're 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. In the 1970s, the big song was the Bee Gees stayed alive. Well, it was difficult back then to stay alive if you were a retiree. Inflation was running rampant, and since then, over the last 25 years, it's gone away. Well, inflation's coming back, and it's going to endanger your retirement. If you're a retiree, inflation is your biggest enemy. Hi, this is Ted Gioka of the Max Out Savings Show. If you need help with your retirement, I'd like to help you out. Go to MaxOutSavings.com. That's MaxOutSavings.com, and we'll show you how you manage through inflation. Don't let inflation destroy your retirement. On Radio.com, this is AM 1070, The Answer. Once again, here's your host for the Max Out Savings Show, Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. And look, we're talking some about the, 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 the Ukraine-Russia war, which the United States is a big backer, decided to go into regime change, put all these sanctions in place. They, that's led to uh, Russia's one of the biggest, I think the third biggest producer of oil and gas in the world. That's led to, 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 to skyrocketing energy prices. They're also a major, Russia and Ukraine are major grain producers. And, and fertilizer producers, and that's led to skyrocketing food prices and, and a shortage of food, a global, uh, the worst global shortage of food since World War II. And, and that people, you listen to the experts that they are terrified about this. And I'm like, is this really worth it to get rid of Vladimir Putin? Well, uh, a couple things came out here. If you look at it, it was uh, the uh, Henry Kissinger came out. And what he said was, is he said, he 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 said, look, he said, look, Russia has always had a place in Europe, and and they've been a kind of a balance of power, you know. Think when the, with with uh, with with uh, Napoleon, think with Adolf Hitler, uh, it, it would be fatal for the West to get swept up in the mood of the moment and forget its proper Russia's proper place in the European power balance. Negotiations need to begin within the next two months before it creates upheavals and tensions that could not easily will not easily be overcome. Ideally, the dividing line should be returned to status quo. Pursuing a war beyond this point, it would not be about the freedom of Ukraine, but a new war against Russia itself. And, and then he, he he made another comment, which you know, which we we have echoed as well in this show. Uh, I would think, given the the evolution of technology and the enormous destructiveness of weapons that now exist, uh, regime change uh, may be imposed upon us by hostility of others, but we should avoid generating it with, with our own attitudes. I mean, I, I think what, which is the real danger here, if you back Russia into a corner, you don't know what could happen. I think it, 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 given the level of our technology complexity today, any Anything, there are enormous weapons, which in separate different categories that can do massive damage to the United States of America. And so this, this is why we you know, agree with Henry Kissinger that, that we really need to have peace talks and we need to put this behind us. And what, and now, 
George Soros says, look, we need to take out Vladimir Putin and Xi Jinping because, they, you know, this is a, a war against against freedom in the world, which is astonishing, uh, against uh, autocracy. It, it, you know, if ever was a pot calling the kettle black, but uh, but but they both and Kissinger and 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 and, and, and uh, I mean, Kissinger and Soros both agree the real problem is China. This is what we're, this is what we have been saying is is you know as much as as I'm not happy with Vladimir Putin, I, I look I look and I look at our borders. The borders are wide open. Fentanyl is pouring across the borders. Being pumped. China is 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 giving all the materials for the fentanyl, and fentanyl is supplied from China is coming off and has killed seventy one thousand Americans. I mean, it's which is a, a catastrophic. I mean, in any place on planet Earth, seventy-one thousand people dying would be a it would be utterly horrifying. In the United States, it's business as usual under the Biden administration. But but it's worse than that. China has been pulling out the factories, as we all know. They've been stealing our technology, as all as we all know. And, and, and what we're seeing now is is we're we're seeing uh, what appears to be coordinated action. Uh, yeah, if you look at back in 2019, they started they started stockpiling. Late 2019, started stockpiling uh, different commodities. They've been stockpiling oil. They've been stockpiling wheat uh, grains. They have the largest stockpiles of these in the world right now. Uh, and also in 2021, they passed a a a foreign investment law. That, that that says they they can confiscate assets if 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 the assets aren't being used if sanctions are put in place which means they can confiscate all the McDonald's and and other things in 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 in, in China if 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 we try to put sanctions like we have on Russia in addition the, the law also says they can keep foreign nationals in the country they've recently asked wealthy Chinese to bring their assets back to China. They, 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 uh, last year, they started a massive program to stockpile grain. Isn't that suspicious? Right before the Russia war, six months before the Russia war, so they obviously knew something. They, they, they appear to be continuing to target uh, target Taiwan. There, there, there was a there was a uh, a seminar at Columbia University this week, and it, it, it talked about the SEC rules, Securities Exchange Commission rules on on risk disclosure by big companies. And what they sort of said is, is look. If something happens in China, you're going to have to disclose what your potential losses could be. McDonald's just lost several hundreds of of of, of stores in 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 Russia. Uh, other things, uh, uh, companies have had to divest their assets, and now they're selling them over there. But if it goes to China, China's just going to confiscate everything. But if we have war with Taiwan, what they also said is, is look, the insurance is going to be canceled for for, for the China Sea, which means it's going to be very hard to export out of out of Vietnam, out of Thailand, out of Korea, and out of Japan, because there's going to be missile range. There's going to be missiles. There's going to be ships, and they're not going to be able to get the. They're not going to be able to get the uh, the insurance in place. So, so this is a very serious thing. China appears to be preparing for war. The question, I, I, some people said, look, it's not till 2026, Ted. But what I what I kind of look at is. Is I'm like, look, if I'm China, I, I look at the U.S. They're they're giving up, turning all their uh, munitions over to the Ukraine. So they're low on munitions, they're low on missiles, they're low on uh, on the Stinger missiles, they're low on the Javelin missiles. I had a discussion with a friend of mine on the Javelin missiles. It's fairly fascinating stuff. Uh, they're low on all these things, so they're giving them out over there. They, you know, they, they, they're uh, they, they, since since oil prices jumped up, Joe Biden says I'm going to empty out the oil, oil, oil emergency oil reserve to keep oil prices down ten cents, it, 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 and, and so 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 we're low on on oil as well. Uh, we don't have again. I go over the semiconductor shortages. Now I'm hearing helium. How are all these? Look, I, I, I've studied the economy since I was very young, so I'll I'll give it. 30 years, no, no, 35 years, maybe 40 years. I've studied, I've studied the economy, and, and, and I've seen, I've seen shortages come, I've seen shortages go. There's some, that, look, the shortage of building materials, I get. The shortage of, of parts and different things, I get. But there's some shortages. I'm like, what, how do we have two years of semiconductor shortages? I mean, it doesn't make sense to me. How do you get a helium shortage? I mean, it's, it, it's like, where is this? 
I, I don't think all of this stuff is just natural. This is, you know, this is just me. I haven't really found any evidence of it, but I have found very good. It, it, it's all out there that there's when it comes to commodities, there is a lot of stockpiling going on in China. So I, I think we have to somehow factor in a potential war with China. And this is why I this is why I'm look. We need peace with Russia. Ideally, I'd like to have Russia on our side when this thing comes it down. Uh, you know, I, I think we've made a, a catastrophic foreign policy mistake with this war on Russia that, that Biden has done because of this. And this is why we've been so critical of it, because I think what it, no, nobody thinks that Russia is going to invade the United States of America. Honestly, most people don't think of invade Europe. I mean, you talk to the experts, like, what, really? Uh, but all of them, you go in the military, all they talk is China, China, China. It, 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 and so... So I think we have to take a look at this. And looking at Chinchu's uh, Art of War, Sun, Sun Tzu, I mess it up every time. Sun Tzu's Art of War, you, try, you get your enemy when he's down. If you look at the United States, it's badly split. Uh, they, they, we, we've depleted all our commodities. We've depleted all our uh, manufacturing. It's all been shipped over to China. Do they wait? Do they wait till 2026 when maybe they can build? They've got really big military programs going on. They're, they're ramping up. Instead of putting all their top engineers in social media platforms, their top engineers in China are all going into the military to build out to protect the country. So, but the question is, is the U.S. so weak right now they come in? And this is really, I think, what's going on in China now. So I, I do think that this happens. Well, if, if there is anything happens in China, it's going to devalue all these multinational companies tremendously. And so this is the thing. Do, do they wait till, look, you figure the Republicans are probably going to get in, in uh, here pretty quickly uh, in, in the midterms. If they get in the midterms, then they're, they're likely to come in. They're going to start increasing military spending and ramping it up. So, so this is the problem. But, but what, what, the point that we have tried to make, and really we've come down on this issue, is that our problem is China. Our concern is China. The threat to the United States of America is China. It's not Russia. And so I think, I think as Henry Kissinger has said, uh, we, look, we need to get peace talks underway and kind of move forward with this thing. And, it, and hopefully that will alleviate the food shortage that, that is threatening millions of people. And it will make the United States stronger so we could turn our attention to who the real enemy is. So, so this is why we brought this up. But the question is, is what's going to happen in China? As I said, that, that, that seminar at Columbia University was bad because it's forcing all these United States multinational companies to think, what if? Now, that, that could be a couple things. Like, oh, my God, you know, we could, you know, maybe they downplay China. But if they've got their supply chains in China, they're in trouble. Look, they're, they're, they're doing everything they can to get the, these supply chains out of China. Hence comes up, well, Ted, what's going to happen? I don't want to hear about China. Let's, what's going to happen to the markets? What's going to happen to my retirement? Well, here's the situation is over the last 20 years, 25 years, really, or more, but the last 25 years, really heavy duty, there's been one factory every day coming out of the, out of the U.S. moving to China. All the production's moving into China. We can't compete. I mean, how many times have y'all gone to the store and looked at something at Home Depot or, you know, typically, or almost anywhere and going, wow, how can they sell that at that price? I mean, it's like, it, it's like it's so cheap. You're like, I can't imagine how they could actually make it at that price. I'm like, I can't figure it out. It, well, they were dumping – China was dumping things. They, we, we talked in the show five years ago how – I forgot the number, but, but uh, yeah, I want to say – I forgot the number. But there was actually a number of how much – it was cheaper it was to build in China because there was no pollution laws. So all, for all the stuff in the, you know, the, the, the special class in the World Economic Forum in Davos, you know, lecturing the American people on what villains we are, they were shipping everything over to China. And, and so that factory, that refinery, when it was made here, had very low levels of pollution. They just shipped it to China, massive amounts of pollution. We talked in this show years and years ago about the tremendous damage done to the world's oceans being stripped out of fish because, because of what's happening in China. We talked... Well, I, I think the number is about thir somewhere 13, 15 percent at times of the pollution in San Francisco is coming from China because they're polluting so much. And, and yet here we've had the, the, these people just 
again, that this this World Economic Forum people have been just so wrong. But so so these factories have been coming out of there. Well, that has cost us GDP. It's cost us GDP on on uh, trade deficit, and it's cost us GDP on the factory that left as well. So so not only it, so so the factory isn't here, and but it's over there. We have to pay to get it back, which is a deficit, which reduces our. When we have to buy it over there, it's a trade deficit, reduces. Remember, they subtract the trade the deficit off of the, the, the GDP number to get an idea of what the real GDP number is. So so we've been losing that. Now, the numbers vary 1.5% a year of GDP. So those are all coming back. So I, I'm not in the camp that that our economy is going to sail off a cliff because I think that, I think there's such a massive movement of, of supply chains back to the United States, you know, maybe back to Mexico, but quite frankly, with the way the border's collapsing and, 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 the, and the cartels are out of control in Mexico, They're, they've been funded in billions of dollars. They're making billions of dollars, you know, uh, uh, charging the, all these, uh, you know, two and a half to three million refugees coming across the Mexican border this year. So, so that's becoming an unstable place. So, so more likely it's going to be a lot is going to come back to the United States. And, and so this is going to boost our GDP. It's going to soften the it's going to soften any decline we have, normal decline that we have. So, so, so I think we're going to I think we're going to look at a more of a slowdown with a more stagflationary environment. Because the cost of things are going up. The cost of labor is going up. And now, here's a bit of good news from CNBC, you know, with inflation. Inflation is about eight and a half percent, and which you know now they think it's going to go down. So over the next couple of months, one of the people in CBC says it's going to go down to seven, you know, the six, you know, to six percent, and then five percent and four percent. So people are, you know, so over a couple of months in the future, as it goes from from eight percent to six percent to five percent to four percent, say six months from now, that means people are going to have more money in their pocket to spend. So the inflation's going to go away. Now then, if you think about that for a second, okay, inflation is in addition to the price of the good. So if the good goes eight, up 8% or an annualized 8% and then 6% and 5% and 4%, the price is still going up. Now, anybody with a rudimentary, I'll be generous and say sixth grade education would understand that. But on TV now, we're hearing one pontificator after another coming out and saying that they're going to have more money in their pocket when inflation drops to 4 or 5% at the end of the year. <laughs> no, it does not work that way. The only way you have more money in your pocket if, if the inflation goes to negative half a percent, negative 1%, or negative 2%. So this is a little economic tip that uh, they should be self evident to everybody. But, but, but this, this is what makes inflation so insidious. This is where a lot of, the, a lot of people are getting inflation wrong, is, is that they think it's – they're all – look, all these people are MBAs, and they're all trained to look at the, at the, at the derivatives, you know, the second derivative, which is your rate of change that, that's going on. So they're just, they're just they're fixated on the rate of change, and this is a mistake with inflation. Uh, be, 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 and be, because it's still going up, it's still causing problems. So, uh, is inflation going to drop some? Yes. Uh, look, used car prices are falling. A number of things are, are starting to drop some, but we're still seeing labor cost increase. Are we going to have layoffs? Yeah. Look, there was there was a, a, a deck put out this week by Sequoia. Uh, they sent to the, they sent to all their uh, their companies, and they got like over two hundred companies at Sequoia Capital, their venture capital company, and, and they laid out. They go, look, guys, we've been to this rodeo before. If you want to survive. You better cut your your cash burn, and you better cut it now. They had a little chart. If, if you know, if you wait six or nine months, uh, and then cut and then cut and cut, you're going to run out of money. But if you if you if you do it right now and cut quickly, you you, you can you can ride through this. And and so the key the key in, 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 when you when when things start turning against you is is become more more conservative. So so start looking at ways to cut costs. Uh, you know, quit hiring. 
there's going to be layoffs in the tech sector, I think, coming up in a number of, of, of industries. Uh, just, just because the cash burn on so many of these companies out there, they need to return to profitability. And, and that went out to 200 of their clients, and then half of Wall Street read it as well and went, oh, my God. So they're telling their people. And so, again, this is the subset we're talking about are tech companies, many of them which are, are either overexpanding or or are uh, that maybe the market's not going to be there, or uh, they're not earning money. They don't have they don't have free cash flow. They're 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 burning cash, and and, and so uh, if you burn through cash, it's not going to be around. Look, six months ago, if you're a tech company, you were running low on cash. You could just go to your uh, uh, if you're private, you go to your investors. They'll all pony up some cash, or you go to the public, do another offering, and raise more cash. The, the, the window, the IPO window is closed. The, the, a lot of these guys, as we talked earlier in the show, 60% of the stocks are down 50%. There's enormous numbers of stocks down 75, 80, 90% or more. Enormous numbers of stocks. And so there's been so much money lost in tech. You know, the Nasdaq Composite was down over 30%. That's the whole thing. Uh, that the, a lot of people are burned. There's a lot of losses. People have lost an enormous amount of money. So, so, so what's happening is they're going to start cutting back in here. So, so that sector is going to, is, is, is going to, you're going to see a layoff. Now, other sectors, the energy sector, the manufacturing sector, I think, I think it's going to continue to do reasonably well. Remember, we've got the infrastructure bill coming out. We're, we're getting these factories back to the United States. So it's going to be a much more bifurcated economy. Uh, one thing to remember is, is that in 19, in, uh, in, uh, 1999, uh, they cut the rates down to almost zero, him and Alan Greenspan. I forgot which one of them at the time. Uh, ben might have been uh, vice uh, president, uh, uh, vice chairman. But the, the economy really didn't sell off Sell off, sail off a cliff like they thought because it was more confined to technology. I think that's what we're going to be here. But tell what, we're going to talk some more about this and where do we go from here after this quick break right here on the Max Up Savings Show. David left his taxi in the bottom of a bean town lake. Said this whole world's full of chances. If you've got savings and investment questions, Ted Gioka has answers. Call the Max Out Savings Show now at 713-339-1070. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media. We create amazing videos that companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message, we're 512 New Media, 512NewMedia.com. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. In the 1970s, the big song was the Bee Gees stayed alive. Well, it was difficult back then to stay alive if you were a retiree. Inflation was running rampant, and since then, over the last 25 years, it's gone away. Well, inflation's coming back, and it's going to endanger your retirement. If you're a retiree, inflation is your biggest enemy. Hi, this is Ted Gioka of the Max Out Savings Show. If you need help with your retirement, I'd like to help you out. Go to MaxOutSavings.com. That's MaxOutSavings.com, and we'll show you how you manage through inflation. Don't let inflation destroy your retirement. On Radio.com, this is AM 1070, The Answer. The Max Out Saving Show returns now with your host, 
Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Health Savings Show. So, so really just talking about, really, uh, about how the, the, the problems of China seem to be getting really accelerating. They appear to be getting worse. China appears to be up something, uh, and there really seems to be a real push that we're, we're headed toward engagement with China in some form or fashion. And, and there was uh, – Emily Blinken did, a, did a, a ridiculous policy speech that no one can understand what the hell he was talking about, about China this week. And, and you know, the comment that someone made was is that China's busily – the U.S. And, and China aren't even on the same page. China is, is busily preparing for war, and the United States was uh, – I think the comment was, was trying to get, get, get the, uh, the Shanghai Four Seasons uh, breakfast buffet open. I mean it was just – you know, it, it's it's a concern, it, and, and what we're saying is these these the operate the, the manufacturing is coming back to the United States. The alternative, the, and this is going to undergrid the undergrid the economy to some extent. It's about one and a half percent a year we've been losing because of China of GDP, and, and so that's starting to stabilize. So we've got a lot of things underneath this market. So. I think tech tech is going to run into some problems, but even technology, there's a mad scramble to get the semiconductor plants back here. I mean, they're building them in Phoenix, they're building them in in uh, uh, New York, they're building them in in one in Ohio, they're building them in Taylor, Texas. Uh, I mean, a mad scramble to get these things built. I mean, and and and, and it's like when it, to, to the when it comes to the semiconductor chip manufacturers, the, the the semiconductor equipment manufacturers have the highest priority for for semiconductor chips as far as the United States, and that tells you kind of the the, the you know where the direction we're moving. So, so so. So I, all this is going to kind of stabilize the market, but it's going to be more inflation. It's going to be a stagflation with a slowdown with, with still some continued inflation. As we pointed out, if inflation falls from 8 to 5%, that doesn't mean that your cost of everything went down. It, it's still going up at 5% a year. Uh, it, 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 I, I'm just astonished that, that people people say this on TV. They go, look, people's cost to be going up. The other interesting thing is – also, that we're looking at here is I pulled up a, an interesting chart. Where is it? If you look at the real the real price of gasoline, and this is something that's bothered me. It bothered me, but uh, you know, uh, right now gas is about uh, four fifty a gallon. Diesel fuel is about four twenty five dollars. It's coming down some a gallon. Yeah, you would think that I would be driving in from the woodlands. We, you know, on an empty highway, but no. It, you know, I, I, yesterday, I, you know, this week I made the comment. I'm like, I feel like I'm in Los Angeles. It's just the roads are packed. If you drive out of town to go up to Austin or Dallas or anywhere, the roads are still crowded. I'm like, what happened to the – and so what's going on here? But it, one of the interesting things is there's been – back in 2008 and 2011, the real price of gas, the real price, inflation-adjusted price was gasoline was actually higher. There's another – Actually, I can't quite see what year that is. There was another year it was right. There was a number of years it was right around here. So you're not going to see a huge drop-off because this, this price on real terms, which is inflation-adjusted returns, it came, keep in mind, in 2011, oil was at $100, $100, $110 a barrel, right where it is right now. And that was a decade ago. So it, it, we've had inflation since then. So this is not leading to quite the slowdown everybody thinks. So anyway, th- those are some. So, so so this inflation is going to continue. Uh, in the in the wild card is what happens with with China. Ch- companies are now being sort of told on so many levels, be it with the S, you know, be it risk disclosures with the SEC, be it the State Department, uh, all types of things like, look, you guys had better get serious about China because there's trouble coming. And so this is going to slow things down. Now, so now on the other side, look, George Soros says, look, if, if this thing goes bad, he thinks we're going to go. He thinks China's coming down. We're going to go into a, 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 dep- a depression. I th- how that will happen, and this is the thing you have to watch, is if this thing starts getting out of control and if the financial system starts if, if we start getting stress cracks in the financial system, if things start to fail, I think I think there was some commodity 
situations that were swept under the rug in here. But if the financial system starts coming apart, then then you're going to get what Gerard Soros says. I think you're going to see a big drop in, in, in stuff. Look, nothing is going into China because of the shutdowns over the last two months. So, so nothing's coming out of China. So it's still shortages going forward for a while. And you're, you're still going to see earnings in a lot of these companies in trouble. Uh, we just saw, I think it was Kraft this week, uh, missed earnings. I mean, it, 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 they're all, it's supposedly that, you know, they were safe and they, we've been here and they were safe, nothing to see here. So, so, so I, I'm not convinced that this is the start of, you know, the, the market has bought, I, I think it's, it, it's going to, it's going to sit there and muddle around. It was up this week. Uh, we've been very fortunate. Look, if you're in the things that are working, the precious metals, the, uh, the the the, uh, the 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 metals the, your your coppers your coals your oil and gas your 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 agricultural those the, there was ways to make money in this market I mean it was just we we talked uh, uh, in October November of last year we laid out the case for the crash of the technology stocks saying that the market caps were so big that that they were, the top five or six were were about a nine point five trillion dollar market cap on a twenty one trillion dollar economy. There was no way when this thing starts coming down that anything could hold all this stuff up, and that's pretty much what's happened. We've had a slowdown in technology, but the, but we've had a catastrophic fall in the, in, in the prices of the, of, of the stock prices. So so if, we, if we're in the right thing, if you worked and ran a conservative retirement. Uh, you, you, you did okay. And, I mean, this is one of the things that, that people are running into is is that they're looking around and 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 they've, they've been having too much money in in stocks and retirement plans. There's a story in the Wall Street Journal that it, it, that in the past, uh, 45 year olds in 401k plays used to have about 69 percent of their money a decade ago in the, in the market. Now it's 82 percent. Retirees, it's 47. It's now up to 46 percent of their assets in, are in stocks. But and then they looked at some of these these uh, uh, the age weighted uh, uh, index uh, uh, age weighted retirement 20 year retirement. This is what you get. In the T row prices, for instance, the twenty years retirement went from eighty six percent to ninety five percent. The seventy year olds went from forty six to fifty one percent stock. Uh, th- those are pretty aggressive numbers. We're sixty forty for most people, but but we're 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 much more broad based. We have much higher levels of cash usage in that. And and uh, to kind of and we make adjustments for risk. And so what many people are is they're they're too heavily invested in the stock market. I still think they're too heavily invested in the market. So so where do we go from here? And a couple things I want to let me see if I can get over here to another chart. Uh, bear with me just a second. Uh, one thing you want to keep an eye on I, I think is going to be is going to be Bitcoin. It, look, what, there's been two massive bubbles out right there right now. Is one of them is technology, you know, multi-trillion-dollar tech companies, and the other has been the cryptos. And the cryptos, uh, look, I get crypto. I mean, the idea of owning something that the Federal Reserve can't confiscate or can't print or 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 you know do, do everything. You know, they they. I think the money supply went up about 23 percent, depending on what thing over the last couple of years you looked at. In some cases, more. Uh, you know, they've been printing money like crazy. The U.S. has actually printed more money, has been spent more money fiscally than any other country in the world. You, know, you realize the United States has the, the highest inflation level of any developed country in the world right now because we're we have put more money into the system, and so. So people are like, look, I've got to have protection. But the Bitcoin, Bitcoin is down about 39% year to date, which is a disastrous. This is one of the reasons why the precious metals have fallen here recently, because there's been pressure, because the people are having to liquidate precious metals that they have to, to, to kind of maintain, to pay margin, and, and also uh, reduce risk, because they've lost so much money. The, the, the stock market, the S&P went up about 5% or so this week. That was... Bitcoin didn't recover. So one thing you want to keep an eye on is Bitcoin. You know, what I keep an eye on the cryptos because is this thing going to kind of further melt down or does Bitcoin recover from here? I, I think we're going to have to see on that. I mean, the, 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 it, it, it has been a bubble. Uh, the question is, is there value 
to, to having an asset that's beyond the control of central banks and the United States government to print and debase like they appear to be doing with everything. And I think there's there's real – people want to have something that's going to be stable in some way. And, and the dollar, the Fed has printed so much money, so they're going to have to get very tough with inflation because people believe that. And by the way, we've had – We've probably had about six or seven years with, with almost zero inflation, zero interest rates. Well, that's what allowed these Bitcoins, these others to come in. Now that rates are coming up, you know, that, that's changing the game a little bit. So we'll see. Anyway, if you've got a, a question or comment, give us a call at 713-339-1070. That's 713-339-1070. This is the last segment of the show. Oh, what else do I have here? One other thing I also wanted to recover was that uh, if you look at the, at the uh, interest rates, as we talked about, has, has really gone up much more. It, uh, the 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 30 uh, years uh, mortgages have gone from about three and a half to about five and a half percent over the less than a year. That's almost a double. And if, and if you really talked, I was talking to some mortgage brokers this week, and they're like, Ted, look. Unless you've got 30% down at 800 credit, you're most likely going to be paid closer to 6%. It, 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 re- remarkably, the, 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 the longer-term rates, particularly the two- and the three-year rates, have gone up much quicker. We've only done two rate increases so far. So if you look at this, uh, the, the rates have been close to zero since uh, March of 2020, and we've only raised rates twice. But – but they've taken the two-year bond all the way back to the highs in the summer of 2018 during that time frame. Last time they took rates, it, they were at zero, was back in 15, and they, they went up just a tiny bit. And then they stayed that way till 16, and then it took two years for the rates to get up to, to about 2.5% in the Fed fund. And it took that long to get the, get, to get the two-year, so it took it took two years to get the two year up to up to up from about uh, 0.5 percent up to up to about 2.8 percent. Okay, it's taken it's taken uh, the the two year about six say eight months to go from about 0.25 up to 2.6 percent or 2.5 percent in six months this time. So it's been an extraordinarily aggressive move. In, in the middle of the curve, which is your two to five year year bonds, I mean, much it's it been incredibly steep. The, the rates have actually gone up; they've been going up steeper and, and further than they did the drop from the pandemic. Think about that for a minute. That that's what type of move we've seen. So there is some opportunity in the two year area right now. The, the shorter term stuff, it's not a great return, but it's a reasonably good return on very safe investments. Uh, regardless of what happens. If inflation goes down, you, you come out ahead. If, if, if inflation takes off, it gives you some protection. Anyway, uh, those are some ideas. If you need some help, go to our website, maxoutsavings.com. You can request an appointment, uh, maxoutsavings.com. And look, at a minimum, sign up for our free newsletter, maxoutsavings.com. Remember, our motto is blocking you. Save aggressively in death and services. That's key to building up wealth over the long term. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.